0: My friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day today so far, and hope you had a blessed, safe weekend. Hope you guys are all staying strong and healthy as always. And of course, if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us at healthmasters.com with the Testo Plus formula on sales product of the week right now. Be sure to check that out along with multiple other kits and sales on there at healthmasters.com. And definitely want to reference the fact that is today, in, in memory of everyone that tragically perished on 9 11. It seems like it was just yesterday sometimes that incident occurred, and it's sad. As the years have gone by, we've just essentially gotten more and more questions the longer it goes on, whether it be from you know Building 7, whether it be from the Pentagon being hit with a missile, and a host of all kinds of other things that occurred essentially to drag us into a war in the Middle East and invade all those countries over there. That's a story for another day, but I wanted to bring that up today. You know, there were people, a lot of people, first responders police and firefighters and people in that building that tragically perished that day and it was sad. Very sad. I still remember it very too well but again in remembrance of those guys today I wanted to address that and encourage everyone to continue to keep talking about the truth and what really happened. One of the most important things I think you could do for those people is to never compromise on what your beliefs are and never compromise on the truth as we see so much now. People are doing that simply for fear of reprisal or not wanting to have any backlash on social media except so again, thank you for keeping the truth out there on a regular basis. One of the first things that I want to address today—that's a very serious issue—if you guys have seen out in New Mexico, where the New Mexico governor has gone out of her way unilaterally to come in now and ban. Any type of legal firearm carrying whether it be legally concealed legally open or any aspect in New Mexico now what's crazy about this is she essentially issued a public health emergency to strip the rights away from law-abiding citizens of carrying any type of firearms in public and around the Albuquerque New Mexico area now what's crazy about this is if you listen to this video this is really creepy. She sounds like this drunken, out-of-control, deranged tyrant, and I'll put the link up on here because I was trying to get it to play loud enough, and I don't think I can as far as I want to play it on the show so you guys can hear her. And she goes on to say here, she goes, I have signed an executive order, and essentially if I sign an emergency executive order for a temporary period of time, I can suspend any rights that I need to do so in an emergency setting. Under an emergency order that I issue, she said, and I quote, no constitutional right is absolute. Now, what's insane about this is is there's been multiple shootings in Albuquerque, Mexico, primarily with gang-related violence with teenagers with drive-by shootings. The last one was basically a 17-year-old along with a 15-year-old and two 16-year-olds who did a drive-by shooting on a trailer park in Albuquerque. And essentially a five-year-old girl who was in the trailer was killed. Absolute tragedy. The problem with this is that nobody's obviously bothering to tell this out-of-control drunken tyrant is that the 17-year-old and the 16-year-old and the 15-year-olds that were in the gang – I'm pretty confident they weren't too concerned about legal concealed carry laws considering the fact that they were driving around in a stolen car with stolen firearms that they got from gang members that they shot this trailer up with. This concept is apparently eluding her, but it's way further than this, and this is what I wanted to bring up. There's already been numerous calls now to essentially uh, impeach this Governor Michelle Grissom. I mean, there's multiple, multiple representatives who are already filing this because this happened on a Friday. And essentially, though, what this is, and this is my opinion from a from a firearm standpoint, firearm law standpoint, which I've have researched for decades. I think this is mainly being done as a beta test. To see what a governor can get away with under emergency orders. If you have not realized now, over the last three to four years, emergency orders now have become the topic for tyrants to use. Essentially, we saw them be massively overstepped because essentially what these were is these were like asterisk clauses that governors had. And represent essentially in, in in state law that governors had in the form if there was some type of an emergency, if we were in an invasion, they could essentially rally up militia and rally up troops together to defend the state. That's what these emergency orders go with their bases back to. These emergency orders were never designed to come in and say, well, we've had you know, cartel members, and we've had gang members involved in drive-by shootings, so we're now banning all residents and all law-abiding citizens from carrying any type of legal firearms, period. I mean, you're literally going out and putting a poster in the middle of the city saying, all criminals, attack and do what you want here, because law-abiding citizens can't defend themselves now. There, There is no possible positive outreach or positive outcome that could occur from her doing this and putting it out publicly like this, except She's been told this is the order that she's supposed to put through. So now it's going to go to all kinds of court issues. It's going to be all tied up. She's going to be getting impeachment filed. It's going to be a whole fiasco. But at the same time, she still put this order in place. Now, is anybody going to listen to an in Albuquerque? Probably not. Would I listen to this if I was in Albuquerque? Absolutely not. This is a direct invasion of the Second Amendment. I mean completely and totally. You have a law-abiding citizen carrying a law-abiding firearm. You're now telling him he has no broken no rules. He has broken no laws. He has not violated any statutes. He now legally cannot carry his legal firearm because you deemed it so because you sent an emergency order. That is grossly unconstitutional and grossly illegal. So again, I personally think this is being done as, again, another little stepping stone. because This has never really been done before, especially not in a state that's very, very open with firearms for the most part. And I think this is going to be used as kind of a beta test to see what they can and can't get away with and continuing to push this anti-gun agenda and how far certain people are going to go along with it and what kind of precedent they can set from a legal standpoint. And all at the same time now. All the mainstream media has been continually talking about how, oh, there are no more COVID mandates. There are no more mask mandates. There are no more COVID anything. This is all fake news, nothing to go along here, except they're still pushing this agenda now in order to get everybody injected. The New York Times just put out an article that said three shots for the fall. What you need to know, the FDA approved a new shot to protect infants, and here's what we know about them and who should get the flu, COVID, and RSV vaccine can't come up with more aggressive rhetoric than this. This is just straight prop propaganda. They said, when should I get these vaccines? No one knows when the viruses will reemerge. It might be tomorrow. It might be today, it may be next week, it might be under a rock, it might be in a tree, you never know. Obviously, I added that in there. It says you should get your shots early enough in the fall to build immunity against the pathogens. Most people will not want or be able to get multiple trips to the clinic to space the shots apart. So it means by September, October, most Americans may want to consider getting the flu and COVID shot at the same time. And older adults that may be having health issues, they should simultaneously get all three shots. At the same time, they should get them as quickly as possible and definitely before the season and do it all at once, Dr. Chu said. I can't even with these people. I can't even read this stuff and not laugh. Then it says right here, the next question says right here, is it safe to get these vaccines at once? Well, the flu and COVID shot were often given together last fall and seemed to work well. Because the RSV vaccine is new, however, there's little information on how it will interact with other vaccines. However, the CDC is still recommending that you get all three shots together if you can. Wait, what? What? So they're blatantly telling you right now the RSV shot has no research data whatsoever being combined with other shots. There was minimal research done on this shot, by the way, if you looked it up. It was another one of these emergency use ones they pushed through when the RSV happened in children, allegedly. Now they're saying, not only do we not really know what the COVID and the flu shot do together, um, because this is a different strand of the COVID vaccine RNA gene therapy shot. This is a completely tweaked and modified one that they don't have to get approval on anymore because the FDA gave blanket approval for RNA therapy. And we're combining it with a flu shot, and you're taking it with the RSV shot. But hey, nothing to see here. Everything is safe and effective. It doesn't matter. Next time we might have to pump you full of, you know, plumber goo and uh, some other stuff, you know, maybe drain cleaner. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of Tide and bleach It doesn't matter. It's all safe and effective because we said it's safe and effective. This is one of the most craziest things I've ever witnessed in my life that you're having these this level of insane propaganda being put out there by the mainstream media. And the sad part about it is you're actually going to have some people that literally rush to the, you know, the Walgreens or CVS and tell them I want all three shots all at once. Cause I want to be safe and effective and you can't even make this stuff up. So lest you think that they're not pushing the agenda right now, I'll post this article online. You can read through this insane rhetoric and make the decisions for yourself. What do you think, dad? How are you doing this morning?
1: Hey, Austin, doing absolutely great, great opening. Uh, Let me start, first of all, talking about this mRNA vaccine again and these shots and all these different combination shots. Uh, Everybody on this show already knows how we feel about this. I mean, I I was against that. I was against mandatory vaccination before they ever came out with mRNA vaccines. So I don't like any of them because you don't know what they're putting in you. number one. Uh, Number two. The death rate, pericarditis, myocarditis, people, athletes dropping dead on fields everywhere. Women bleeding. I had another person contact me this morning. Her mother's having massive, massive blood discharges now. Can't stop the bleeding. 49 years old. I had another man a few weeks ago. His daughter was 18 years old. Massive blood discharges. Sterilization vaccines is what they are. They're attacking the ovaries and the testicles, period. And if you can get pregnant with this and stay pregnant and deliver a healthy baby after you've had the vaccine – you probably got a placebo or some type of whatever it was, who knows what it was, or a fake shot or saline solution or whatever, because quite frankly, this, this shot is pretty doggone devastating to the people that have taken it who try to get pregnant. And again, it's all about the eugenics protocol and taking these young children who they want to inject now with this 20 million of these things they've ordered for these infants. It mind boggles me. But again, remember, they spent you know the last 30, 40 years now programming the population and the parents. To inject these kids. This has been a generational thing now for three, four generations. They've injected, 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 injected until the parents don't even question the efficacy of these vaccines anymore. The MRNR vaccine, MR MMR vaccine causes you know autism, especially in black boys. I mean, the paperwork for that was scrubbed and burned. You know, we have all these inf- all this information now about the side effects of these vaccines and how damaging they are to the neurological development of young children. And that's why in some classrooms, more than fifty percent of the children now are on some type of psychiatric drug. Uh, just to calm them down and just try to help them to think and to focus on the study because they've been so brain damaged by it by multiple generations, and now we're doing this to them. We're a giant petri dish here, controlled by the fallen angels. I mean, Satan is the god of this world. We know that. I talked about it in Angel Wars. And he offered Jesus all of the kingdoms of the earth. And we bowed down and worshipped him. And they were on top of the mountain. And see, we need to understand that all of this stuff is happening around us to destroy God's creation. To do exactly what they did in Genesis chapter six again, it just takes time, and that's why they, they they're so they're so diligent at it. Because remember these these entities, these these angels or whatever they are, they don't have a lot of creative thought. They don't have the ability to do a lot of things on their own. They're having to be told by Lucifer, who was their master and commander, so to speak, to do what they're doing. And it's just a real slow boil for us having to deal with all of this stuff. And that's why when we're when we're Christians. We're not of this world. The Bible tells us that. Jesus himself said, my kingdom is not of this earth. He's telling you that because he knows that when we leave here, we go to his kingdom. So we don't die. We just go to another dimension where he is, the real dimension. It's not this holographic interpretation of this realm that we call this planet that's supposedly spinning at a thousand miles an hour and being dragged by the sun at a million miles an hour, though the procession of the equinox, equinox never changes. It's just the whole thing is just weird to me. And uh, so people are always asking about that stuff, and I'm like, well, that's above my pay grade. Quite frankly, you know, I'm a pilot, so a lot of things that they tell us about curvature theory, it doesn't add up as far as with planes when you try to do all of this stuff. So, you know, again, above my pay grade, you guys can believe what you want to believe in all that stuff. I'm not going to get into that right now at all. This New Mexico governor, uh, this is exactly what they did with the mRNA shot. Uh, they basically made an executive emergency executive order on this to allow them to justify forcing this on the population – and then forcing them not to use ivermectin or vitamin D3 as an alternative treatment for this because there can't be an alternative treatment for COVID and have an emergency use authorization. We can't have that. They have to have no treatment available. So my doctors were sued into basically bankruptcy, and their licenses were taken away when they start talking about D3 for viruses or you know, our ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. And so it was one of those things that – this I guess New Mexican governor decided to jump on the bandwagon of executive emergency order orders, and she is in clear breach of the second amendment and I really hope and I pray that the people in New Mexico get a recall ballot and get this girl impeached or whatever they can do out there throw her out of office for this and that the people there, the Republicans and Democrats agree to get a big enough emergency majority to get her out of office. This woman is a menace, absolutely menace. By the way, there's an interesting article out. I'm going to read this to you. I saw it this morning, and it's actually it came out this morning. It's called "Passport Bros." Feminists are outraged at men going overseas to find traditional wives. Okay, now <laughs> I read this this morning. I started laughing because again, you know, I'm out in the dating pool again, dating a bunch of weirdos, and I've realized very quickly that you know there's some things that have happened to our country in the last you know three decades, and that I haven't been in a dating pool that have really damaged. The ability to find somebody who's normal. We're basically, you know, what Jesus is talking about. Actually, in the Old Testament, walking through the valley of shadow of death. It doesn't talk about, you know, going out and getting a house and building a house there and camp- camping out in the valley of the shadow of death. And it wants you to kind of walk through the valley of this valley of the shadow of death. It, you know, and it's it's kind of like when you date. You're basically trying to find a wife in the valley of the shadow of witches. And and you think, whoa, and and you think that's pretty strong thing to say. Well, I'm just being honest here. You know, I'm I'm talking about there's so much feminism and so many so much witchcraft now that you don't know what in the world you're going to run into. Now, I will say this. I've gone out with a few ladies that were from Ukraine. I've gone out with a few that were from Czechoslovakia or they call it Czech. I've gone out with a few that were from Bosnia and Serbia. I've gone out with a a couple of that were from Poland. And I've gone through over the past nine months. And what I've learned is this. It doesn't necessarily mean, if they're from Europe, that they're not going to have traditional values. I'm, I'm going to say that very clearly. And the reason for that is Europe has basically de-churchified, de-Christianized, and torn apart the entire fabric of their own society. And a lot of these women over there are just as secular as they are in the United States. Just thought I'd mention that you'd have to find an Orthodox Christian or somebody that you knew who was raised in a church over there, who was raised with the values of their country, you know, from 40, 50, hundred years ago. And it's just as difficult to go over there and find that now, uh, you know, the Russian women, you know, they're basically they've been raised in a godless society for generations, you know, with no going to church. The vast majority of the Russians don't belong to the Russian Orthodox church. They don't belong to anything. So going overseas to try to find somebody is again, just a it's just a throwing of throwing dice now i'm gonna read you part of this article because part of it's really funny if there's one defining characteristic of the average western feminist it is their propensity for turning their personal problems into everyone's problems meaning they have a habit of projecting their insecurities and outrage on the rest of the world weaponizing their own unhappiness and turning it into an activist movement if they're miserable other people are not allowed to feel content that would be unfair it's for this very reason that modern feminism is often accused of being an ideological cult for narcissists. Everything about it seems to be designed to elevate and to appeal to the worst kinds of people. Not only that, but the belief system is now so pervasive in Western countries, especially among college-educated, that 60% of women say that identity – say that they identify and agree with a common definition of feminism, even though the common definition does not match the behavior and motives of most, most feminists. This percentage of changes, of course, depending on the specific tenets related to feminism, put the polls at least 30% of women in most Western countries who embrace the majority of the third-wave feminist concept. The number of feminists also spiked dramatically between 2013 and 2018, though this momentum has stalled in recent years. The point being, if you are a Western man seeking to avoid feminist insanity and find a woman with traditional values, your task is becoming incredibly difficult in your home country – and now the feminists are outraged that men are going overseas to try to avoid dating them. <laughs> I have to laugh at this, okay? Enter the Passport Bros. A movement of men in the West, primarily American men, traveling outside their country to find wives in foreign places known for more traditional women than, that, that deify feminist taboos. The movement has gained exponential traction and attention in the past year as most countries are finally lifting COVID restrictions, allowing more men to travel. Breaking from the notion of mail-order brides, which have existed for decades, passport bros are going overseas with the intention of marrying outside the U.S. as a way to avoid crushing divorce laws. The strategy also makes them less likely to be exploited by foreign women only looking for access to U.S. citizenship. It is the key difference which has feminists outraged in the West. While the mail-order bride concept has been criticized by feminism in the past as being exploited, feminists often joke that foreigners are only using American men To get green cards and divorce them and take half their wealth. In other words, they find it amusing to men to look for love on the other side of the world only to be treated by foreign women the same way they're treated by American women. That's absolutely the truth, by the way. But the Passport Bros movement avoids this dynamic, which makes feminists angrier than ever. (laughs) Their reaction is rather revealing. These harpies – in case, let me stop for a second. Okay, let's stop for one second. We have a woman – who basically is raised by feminists. Okay. Could be raised in a lesbian household or whatever. Who knows? Or or a feminist mother. Uh, yesterday I was at a restaurant, at and, uh and you know, we were having lunch after church. And it was so funny. I watched some woman, her husband's very sheepish, he's not saying anything. He's dressed up with a, you know, a baseball hat on. You could tell he's blue collar, he's a really nice guy, you could tell. And she is just absolutely ranting and yelling and screaming. Because there's a dollar upcharge for certain items on the menu. And then she starts telling the waitress and the waitor how he's supposed to fix this when they reprint the menu. And she just absolutely pitches an absolute witch fit right in the middle of the restaurant. I mean, I couldn't believe it. For a dollar. For a dollar. Okay? I almost walked over there and put a dollar on the table and told her to shut up. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. Okay, I didn't do that. But I thought about it for a second. Because I can't deal with this. One day I remember I was at another restaurant. And these women were sitting beside me at another table, and they were all arguing about the tip. And they were like $5 short for their wallets, and they're trying to go to the exact tip. And finally, I couldn't deal with it anymore. And I did get up and say to these ladies at this table, would you like for me to give you the last $5? I figured you needed some help with this. And they all started laughing. And the reality is, is that when women are raised in a feminist household because of the Frankfurt School, the teaching that we've talked about so much, and they start to objectify men. People say, well, you, men have objectified women for – okay, women, stop, stop. Men used to go to war. Men used to fight in trenches. Men used to be in hand-to-hand combat in Iwo Jima and, you know, in all the different places in the world, and, you know, in the different World War I and World War II. And men used to open doors for women. Men used to treat women like ladies. They used to let them go before them and pull their chairs out and open their doors, okay? They weren't being objectified. They were being honored. Let that sink in for a second if you guys are young listening to me here. They were being honored. They were being respected. There was no objectification. Now, you always had this male chauvinist pig guy. There was always that guy. I can't help those guys. They got a problem. They got an ego problem, and they're just mean, and they don't deserve a high-quality lady. They don't. They deserve what they get, whatever they get, whatever they end up with. But the reality is – when I was raised, you know, you didn't cuss around women. You didn't. You never would hit a woman. You did On and on and on, these different things that we learned as we were children and how we treat the opposite sex. And then here came feminism. Oh, my gosh. Now you open a door in the 70s for a woman, and she's running around, and she starts yelling and cussing at you and saying she can open her own door. I've had that happen to me. And so you start to realize, wow, this ain't Mayberry anymore. Something's really changed. What the heck just happened here? You know, and it was a long, slow burn from the 30s all the way up into the 60s with Timothy O'Leary, the CIA, cultural Marxism coming in and doing this. Well, then you get these women who come in and they become unbelievably mean. And, you know, they have, you know, forgive me. They have cats everywhere in the house and the cats are urinating everywhere. And, and basically the cats are a mess and they don't take care of the cats. They don't keep the litter box clean. But yet if you start dating them, you've got to bring the cat into your house doesn't make any difference if you want a cat or not. You kind of get stuck with the cat. And the reality is – and it could say the same thing with dogs. If people don't take care of dogs, the difference with the cats and the dogs is toxoplasmosis, which we've talked about many times, which is a cat brain parasite, which can affect humans, which is a real problem, by the way. You can do some research on that. But the reality is is that when you walk through the valley of witches and you try to find somebody who's normal and right as far as what you think is normal and right, it's hard to find. And then you get these people who go to these dating sites like in Ukraine, which is known for the absolute fraud that it is. I had a friend of mine fly to Ukraine, been online with this girl for six months, never saw her on the video, flew over there to propose to her with ring in hand. And he gets over there and he meets her. She's like 30 years older and 100 pounds heavier than the girl he thought he was talking to. So all of this stuff is steeped in fraud in in countries like Ukraine and other countries in Europe. So now you guys got, you have guys going over there and meeting the girls and getting married to them in their country to avoid the marital laws here in the United States, and these feminists are going absolutely insane. Well, here, here's the problem with all this. When you stop and you think about it, about what these basically these women are, uh, it says that American women tend to be the most expensive as far as from a mercenary state standpoint. Studies show that the majority of women around the world prefer a man with a larger annual income, but the magic number for a man to be desirable in the U.S. is a six-figure range preferably 200000 and above, which is the top 5% of earners. However, the median income for men is around $60,000. Adding expectations of physical attributes, height above six feet tall, physically fit, In the pool of single men that the Western women desire points to under 1%. <laughs> this mental disconnect between the women think men should earn versus national average is delusional. They have limited their options down to a finite group of potential partners while never asking themselves what they bring to the table. This is where the immutable rules of supply and demand kick in. Keep in mind that these expectations are not only reserved for high-income women. Most American women, regardless of background, seek out the 1% of men, and all of them believe they are capable of catching these men, even when competing with younger and far more attractive peers. The female fantasy of trapping Mr. Big and living a life of luxury and ease while also remaining a strong, independent, and sexually liberated is a specifically Western feminist trope. (laughs) Though it seems contrary to the feminist ideal, it makes sense from their point of view. Feminism treats men as oppressors, but ironically, it also treats them as a utility to be used. So why not shame men into being submissive and acting as breadwinners if possible? This double standard is causing American men in the middle of the financial spectrum to leave and look elsewhere. Now, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm laughing, okay, because this is crazy. The promiscuity and lack of personal responsibility promoted by feminism also plays a major role in the fading marriage prospects of women. Studies show that women who with extensive sexual histories and more sexual partners tend to have less happy marriages once they settle down. Now now the next trend they have is called fiendom. Now you guys it's crazy that I would even know that term. And fiendom is fiendom is this. That's called financial dominance. So a lot of women now, they want to cuckold their men by using fiendom and sex to promote whatever they want to promote in order to control their husbands or boyfriends. Fiendom is called financial domination. <laughs> I can't believe I know these terms, which they mean they want to date you, but only if they can financially dominate you and spend all of your money. Now you think, well, come on, Ted, you're making this stuff up. Actually I'm not making up any of it. And, and, and the crazy part about this is I look back now and I see the cultural degradation in technicolor because i'm now single as to what happened in the united states and why so many men now think they can go to another country and find happiness well here's the thing that i've learned already if a woman doesn't have a relationship with christ so they're not willing to go to church there's no point in dating them at all from a christian standpoint because it's not going to go well period it's not going to have any future to it whatsoever and we also need to also realize that a lot of these women expect these guys to be in great shape but the women aren't in great shape anymore who are expecting these guys to be in great shape or these women like this article says expect the men to be over six feet tall and making over two hundred thousand dollars a year and be like a professional athlete look incredibly good or they're not interested in them and so what ends up happening we end up with a lot of 40 year old single women who've never been married would never have any children etc etc always looking for mr perfect and i can say to you this very clearly mr perfect and miss perfect don't exist and so the best we can possibly do at this point in our lives is to realize. That if they were raised properly with proper values, if they were raised properly with teaching them how to eat right and eat clean and maybe not be vaccinated or whatever things you have to deal with now as far as mRNA vaccines, you probably are going to have to try to find somebody that you're actually compatible with from a societal standpoint that's not perfect and be happy with what you find because of what's happened to our culture in the United States. So here we have the United States of America, the, the greatest country in the world still to this day. But on the slide to, to basically ruin them because of what has happened with the Frankfurt School, what they've done with New Mexican governors now coming in and saying, you can't carry a gun. I'm going to give you an executive order with thieves targeting New York now, running into stores and stealing stuff. Little children are seven, eight years of age and all of this stuff happening with reparations, backlashes in California. Now, when people don't want to be paying black people that because they were slaves, you know, 200 years ago, they were never slaves slave themselves. And you have Venezuelan gangs. That have reached, you know, unbelievably high numbers in the United States because they've been left, they've been run, run, run out of their own country, and they can't get a job over here. All of this stuff is happening as we speak, you know, while we're watching the degradation of the United States and the forced vaccination of the world to reduce the population of the planet, while nobody thinks about what who's doing this, and while they're doing it, and while this group of Kabbalists, Luciferian synagogue of Satan's, they're the ones that have done the financial dominance on everybody by putting everybody into unbelievable debt and then forcing them to work incredible long hours, sometimes two and three jobs in order to pay their bills. This is where we this you got to put the blame back where it was. Back in the 1950s and 40s, the man could go out and get a job and supply the needs of the entire family. During World War II, They forced the women into the workplace as far as munitions factories and airplane factories and everything else, and they got used to two family incomes. And the inflation was so high because of the money being poured into the economy that when the men came back from war, the women had to continue to work in order to pay the bills in order to keep the family afloat. I watched it happen, and this is what's happened in the United States. and happened globally now. So all we can do at this point is pray and realize that it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And if you find somebody that's going to be you know, com- you know, compatible with you and, and a Christian and saved and all the rest, you better be happy you found somebody that's not a weirdo as you walk through the valley of witches and the valley of weirdos with women trying to find a husband in the United States and that we become so indoctrinated with cultural Marxism and all the rest of it that we as a nation – have lost our collective mind as far as thinking any of this
0: is normal. It's not
1: normal, okay? And we got to understand that. And he yeah, asked my little my, my, my little pontification for the morning. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story?
0: <laughs> that's some interesting information, but you have one. You're watching now. You think you think we all think things have gotten strange. Wait until you see what's happening with these parents that are allowing their children to be exposed to this manner of absolute perversion now across the country and doing nothing about it. I saw an article here here now. They're calling it completely inappropriate, and she needs to be terminated immediately. Oklahoma Elementary School hires active drag queen as principal. This is not Oklahoma, by the way. This isn't – they're really not quite known in Oklahoma for being hardcore leftist trannies out there to my knowledge. I've been to Oklahoma. Everybody out there is pretty western as far as cowboy style. Um, Yeah, but no. This guy, uh, Dr. Shane Moran, 52-year-old grown male who performs regularly at multiple venues – Including Thirsty Thursday and Sunday Night Karaoke and Drag Queen Story Hour with Children has now been named the new principal of John Glenn Elementary. Can't even, can't even make this up. Ryan Walters, the school school superintendent, is asking for the immediate termination of this Shane individual. As he said, the move is, and I quote, to indoctrinate children with harmful Marxist ideology in a way to pit children against their parents. I hear from parents every day they're concerned about the woke left indoctrination in schools. This gender theory continues to be thrust upon our kids. It's completely inappropriate that Shane was hired. And I don't understand, quite frankly, why anyone would even think in the school system that this would be an acceptable option for a principal. I mean, this guy's all over the internet as far as in full drag, complete and total pervert. And then to make it just a little bit better, you dig in some research, and they brought up the fact that back in, uh, I guess, 15, 20 years ago, he was actually charged with possession of child pornography, but the charges were later on dropped. as Essentially, they could not have enough evidence that proved that the, basically the children in the photo were under 18. I'm not even going to get into all that. That's already a sick enough topic. But he was arrested for it, okay? The charges were dropped. They couldn't proceed any further. This guy was arrested for child porn, and yet now he is the principal at an elementary school. It's literally like taking one of the crazies out of the padded room that's in a straitjacket at the insane asylum and saying, hey, bro, we're putting you up as the uh, general manager of the insane asylum. You know, don't don't do anything stupid, by the way. You know, you're you're the general manager now, uh, but we're letting you out of the padded room. You're, we're taking your straitjacket off. off. Here's the keys. Make sure you take care of everything. OK, as they run off and go start doing nefarious behavior. This is just so sick to me. And so I, you know, I don't know as far as what the parents are actually going along with this, if they are or if this guy needs to be basically just <laughs> publicly eviscerated. But also, too, I want to know. In the school system, who actually voted to bring in this guy as the principal? That 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 right there is just—I mean—they all need to be thrown out. As far as for some odd reason,
1: Valley of Witches.
0: Yes, for some odd reason, it, there's just this ideology that has just been massively pushed in the school system now that these superintendents and these principals and these school board members they somehow are above any aspect of morals and ethics and they essentially run and control everything with an iron fist like they're against some drunk tyrant the school board is funded by the people of the county of the city they are civil servants so to speak they are there to do the best possible for what the parents need for their children This concept has completely eluded them now, as far as in these groups like this, that you now have this grown 54-year-old man who's all over the internet in full drag as now the principal of an elementary school, and he was arrested 20 years ago for child porn possession. You can't make this stuff up. I feel like I'm living in Barnum and Brothers, you know, Barnum and Bailey Brothers, you know, circus act now every time I turn on the news on here. So, again, this is why I say this on a regular basis. Make sure you are staying vocal and active if your kids are in the school board. And even if they're not, I told you guys as well, I still get involved in a lot of stuff just for the fact that if somebody's going to say it, somebody's got to say it. If nobody's going to stand up for these kids my gosh, it's my responsibility to do it even though I'm not even in the school system. So again, thank you for being involved. Thank you if your parents that are getting involved in stuff. Be active and be vocal on a regular basis. Also, to in other news, speaking of craziness now, Denver City Council is now not unanimously approved a $4.7 million settlement for 300 Black Lives Matter terrorists that were arrested by Denver police in the summer of 2020. This is the same summer of 2020 that they told everyone you are not allowed to have your business open if you are not essential. They told you that you are not allowed to go and beat with family members. They told you that you are not allowed to have more than six people at your house for any type of July 4th or for Christmas or for Easter. This is the same summer of 2020, while at the exact same time, these groups after George Floyd came out and literally burned down over 140 plus cities in the United States with impunity. I might add, well, these 300 individuals that were arrested then decided they were going to follow suit on the city and said that essentially they're they're, There's filing suit against the city for the police violating their first amendment rights because they unlawfully arrested 300 people for protesting. Now, These are the same protesters that were throwing Molotov cocktails at law enforcement and hitting people in the face with bricks and dragging people out of cars and curb stomping them on the side of the road. These are the same different groups that did this, but they're saying we're suing you because you violated our Second Amendment and our ability to have free speech, and so now the city council is designed to – They've decided to settle for $4.7 million, which, by the way, will be coming out of taxpayer funds. The city is going to be paying this, and this goes to show you again how the lawlessness and morals and ethics have been so degraded in this country now that we're watching these crazy things happen, while at the same time you have people that were outside of the Capitol simply talking on bullhorns that have now been threatened essentially going to prison and being charged and being jailed for years on end now because they simply showed up to a protest because, oh, they were they were trying to stop an election. It was election fraud. They were involved in it because they were standing outside yelling, right? so But, but hey, if you're in the middle of a city throwing Molotov cocktails at law enforcement, that's, you know, that's protecting your first amendment, right, guys? Come on. It's science. Get, get with the picture. I don't know why anybody can figure this out. also, too, in other news, I told you guys California is pushing some really stupid stuff lately. Well, they apparently have put forth this bill, and it looks like it's going to go through. It's the California Senate Bill 233. This is the one I talked to you guys about a few weeks ago that is now mandating all electric vehicles that are sold in California by 2030 to be bi-directional. The state has decided that they essentially want to have the ability to pull electricity out of cars that are plugged in in the event that the power grid cannot sustain itself because it is so overwhelmed. Currently right now, say sometimes like solar panels on your house, you will ship the excess power back to the local utility. Essentially, you will get – have like virtually no electric bill if you have enough solar panels, if it's sunny enough, and, and, and. It sends the power back to the electric grid. Well, this is what they're wanting to do now in California, except they want to be able to drain your EV vehicle. And ironically enough, the technology to get electricity back onto the grid from vehicles doesn't actually exist and hasn't even been developed yet as far as with these vehicles. But yet they want it to be done immediately. What's crazy about this is the idea becomes even more absurd that shortly after this, they have now stated that every vehicle that is sold in California by 2035 – Must be completely electric. However, the states ask the public not to charge EVs after work because the grid can't handle it. So I don't – I really don't know as far as – I mean you can come up with some stupid stuff. But then there's a level of stupidity where it doesn't even matter who it is. It doesn't even make stupid sense. And this is what California keeps doing on a regular basis, not to mention extremely dangerous situation that occurs where if the electric companies decide to keep draining power out of your car – What happens if there's an emergency like a fire or an earthquake and you go to jump in your car and you're on 5% battery because the electric grid decided, oh, by the way, your power in your car was needed and it was plugged in? The next question about this is, are you going to get paid for the power that you spent to put in your car? Are you going to have to pay to get it back to charge it back up again? How's that working? Are you going to have a credit and then you recharge it back again? That's not addressed at all in here as well. And there's an interesting article that came out. It's called The Psychology of Electricity. It's very interesting. I'll put you guys a link. You guys can read it. It goes on to say, and part of it says a person currently can go to a gas station, put solar panels on the roof, buy propane at a hardware store, use natural gas in their home, even cut down trees to burn for heat. In other words, there are hundreds of options in total other than electricity if you really don't want to use it. There are literally millions of ways to not have to be reliant on electricity if you don't want to. Some of them may be a little bit more invasive than others, but overall, yes, you have the ability to do so. He said, but imagine literally an all electric world. You're reduced, confined, and required to get the energy you need to live from only one source and one source only. One centrally controlled source that everything you own runs on. One centrally controlled source that can cut power to your specific home anytime it wants for any reason it deems. Conceivably, See, China, social credit system, central bank digital currency, you'll own nothing and be happy, and smart city concepts. The reasons for the power being cut will move beyond just bill-related but conduct-related. The power of energy as a social control level is nearly limitless, and that's another reason why this legislative initiative is such an insanely bad idea. Do not give into it. That was a very interesting excerpt this guy wrote from the psychology of electricity and he's exactly spot on. It's what I've told you guys now for years, what they're going to do goes far beyond being green or, Preventing people from being able to use too much electricity or even turning your thermostat and restricting it at a certain temperature. It goes way beyond this. It's going down to full-blown social control. I've explained to you guys now what's been going on here with Tico. Tico has now been getting slammed now locally, as far as with all kinds of groups, because their electric bills have gone up literally exponentially. I mean, my my electric bill from last summer to this summer, the same month with almost the same kilowatt hour, has almost doubled doubled from last august to this august now and we're not even home a lot of times the kids are in school i'm at the office all day we keep a lot of stuff turned down when we're gone yet for some odd reason they just continue to keep going up every single month now tico's come out now and they said that oh by the way we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna start reducing the cost because you know we've got some better deals on natural gas we're, we're gonna be able to bring your electric bill back down to about 10 percent and um it, so it's it's okay, everybody. Just just bear with us right now because well also too. We had we had some electric damage down with Hurricane Ian down in the south, and so uh, they hit Fort Myers, and so that's also cost more money. It's increased the cost. So let me get this straight. So you're doing insurance companies, you're doing with Tico, you're doing with all this stuff. So now the rest of the entire Central Florida now has to start paying exponential prices on electric because you guys down there were on emergency orders and getting FEMA money to put new poles in. So now all of us have had our electric bill doubled. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Now, what's interesting about this is now, if you actually start reading, I've, I found this article now as so I was digging digging up. And so this uh, respondent from TICO went on basically to do this article that just came out uh, last month and talking about all the reasons why spokesperson Cherry Jacobs talking about, how oh, the price increase for this, and it's just theater, 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 theater. Oh, and 10% increase in April due to a spike in natural gas prices from the previous year. Just theater, theater, theater. More BS is all it is. And then she goes, well, we're offering tips to see the cost go down. We recommend you set your thermostat no lower than 78. You should be able to use ceiling fans and pull the blinds down to block out all the heat and light from your house. She was also going to say that, Basically, you can use your account to see which appliances are pulling more energy. This goes into the Internet of Things. And listen to what she says right here. This is the next part right here. And also, we're offering a new energy-saving program that will massively cut down on your cost called Primetime Plus. And I quote, this is from the Tico spokesperson. This will save you a few dollars on your power bill in exchange for allowing Tampa Electric – To be able to control certain appliances during times of peak need, like your air conditioner, your pool pump, your water heater, and you get a few dollars off your bill every month, she said, end quote. There you have it. Hey. Sign up for Primetime Plus so everything in your house is connected to the Internet of Things. And we're going to go ahead and shut power off to everything we want in your house and disable it at peak time. So we'll help you drop a few dollars off your electric bill so you can be a baseless little peasant. We control your entire home. And uh, don't complain about it. We'll just shut your power off. Go on Facebook. We'll shut your power off. Don't like what we do? We'll shut your power off. Get over it, peasants. This is the real world now. We own everything, and you'll love it. Basically, that's what I got of what she just said. We control your entire house if we want us to, and we'll basically save you a few dollars, peasant. Same thing they did out in yep. Colorado. Oh, sign up for our new uh, thermostat program. Save you hundred and fifty dollar credit. By the way, we're just gonna randomly let you let you know when it's super hot outside. Your AC's not going below eighty. We're freezing your thermostat at any time we want. You know, it's for science. It's safety, so safe and effective. And so, again, this is exactly what we're dealing with right here in central Florida. The problem that we've run into now with Tico is, again, they're a full-blown monopoly. There is no other option in central Florida anymore. These guys have become huge, and I can guarantee you if you start digging – you know what? I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to leave you the next article down. I'm going to see who's the major owners of Tico, and I bet you it's BlackRock's involved in here somewhat. What do you think about this? <laughs> well, I think that you're going to find the major – the banking houses are buying up all the utility companies around the country because that's yep. how they're going
1: to tie together in the Internet of Things. And I, you're you're going to see that I guarantee you if you can find the truth on who, Tico, who owns Tico, but I mean, how in the world have they escaped regulations with the state of Florida as far as increasing their rates, like you said, to a ridiculous amount, and nobody got to vote on it? And usually, the yep. state of Florida has to approve all of this stuff. And so, no, it's 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 ludicrous what happened with the utility bills. And i have I'm i compliant, man. I've shut my thermostats way up. I had enough of it. I said I'm not I'm not I'm not going to because it's extortion. It's like Austin just said. They're a monopoly. You don't pay that bill. Bill's turn your power off. That's just what they do. They shut it off. You can't say, I'm not going to pay that bill. You're extorting me. You can't. All Your only remedy is to take them to court. Now you're suing a monopoly. You can't go somewhere else to get another service company to give you utilities. And this is the problem that I have with all of this stuff. They're saying, we had to put new power poles in, blah, 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 because of the hurricane. Okay, wait, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. All of the other Tico subsidiaries and other Power people, including Duke Energy in this area, they all use the same power poles, all of them, because it's a common usage. And then they run the power through it and they basically meter you at your home. All of this stuff is interconnected on the grid. So Tico can't take responsibility for having to replace the power poles because of a hurricane. It's the entire aggregate of the consumers, or not of the power companies, that have to do that because. They have there's no choice as part of their monopoly contract with the state. They've got to maintain the grid. So now they can't come back and charge us extra money because they had to do what's required by their contract, which is supposed to come out of their profits, not increasing the profits by charging us more money. It's, it's ludicrous. By the way, government has given millions now to top reproductive health organizations to promote the COVID vaccines to pregnant women. Wow. The premier professional membership organization for obstetricians and gynecologists accepted 11.8 million from the Department of Health and Human Services to promote COVID vaccines to pregnant women despite the exclusion of pregnant women from clinical trials and regulatory data showing the vaccine had not been tested for safety during pregnancy. To learn more about COVID-19 funding, as received by the American College of Obstetricians during the pandemic and what prompted the organization's guidance on COVID-19 vaccines for pregnant women, Dr. Jane Thorpe, a board-certified obstetrician and maternal fetal medicine physician, made a Freedom of Information request in 2022 to HHS. My request is simple. It sought only to obtain documents involving the three cooperative agreement grants HSS-CDC made to the ACOG during the pandemic. And he found one for $11.8 million to tell pediatricians and to tell obstetricians to force and to try to tell women and coerce them while they were pregnant to take the shot. Then now Dr. Naomi Wolf has come out. Said that she's uncovered Pfizer's depopulation agenda as evidenced by its own documents. Wow, you know this interview. She used to be a hardcore liberal too, and I'm trying to really like a lot of things that she says. Now, I don't know if she's legit or not. I have no idea, but I know that what I what she says about this kind of stuff, I completely agree with. She goes, "Well, what sustaining quality are they targeting the most? Our ability to reproduce," attested Dr. Wolf. Whoa, they want us dependent and scared. And you know, Austin said something a minute ago, and he's right. It's always about fear. Because fear drives people to do what they don't want to do, spend what they don't want to spend, live how they don't want to live. If you tell somebody they're going to die, if you tell somebody they're going to fall on the ground and have hemorrhagic fever and their eyes are going to bleed out, if you tell them all these things and you start showing them pictures that are made up fantasy pictures of this is what's happening all over the world and we have all these bodies laying in China and all the other crazy stuff, suddenly everybody rushes out and starts taking COVID shots. Yeah, that fear is a very strong push. It really, really is. Now she goes think she goes, one thing people have been able to do for thousands of years is have sex and have babies without any intervention or help from anyone else. It's a tremendous way that the human race is self-reliant. It can survive catastrophe. Well, the tech brothers and probably China want to take that away from us. This is clear in the Pfizer documents. Now, it ain't China. I'll tell you that. It's the Kabbalists. That's who it is. There's a section of the Pfizer documents in which Pfizer breaks down the adverse events and concludes that women sustain 72% of them. She continued, and of those, and these are Pfizer's words, 16% are quote-unquote reproductive disorders compared to 0.49% for men. So they're very focused on reproduction, on female production, but she does not talk about what happens with the testicles of men, production of testosterone and sperm. She doesn't cover that. She was to say, is my belief that they were trying to disrupt, especially female reproduction, Dr. Wolf determined. And the question is, how do I know that? And the answer is from the structure of what they looked at. Again, I'm a literary critic, but this mystery novel, which is in which the question is, how do we stop women from having healthy babies? That's the story of Pfizer's documents. I'm reading this exactly how it's written, so I know it's not grammatically correct, so don't fuss at me. The Pfizer documents, here's the chart detailed Wolf. Now here's what it says. Heavy menstrual bleeding occurred in 27,000 cases of those who got the Pfizer. And this is what Pfizer admits. Menstrual disorder, pain, heavy bleeding, or absence of menstruation was in 22,000 cases. Menstrual irregular cycle lengths, 15,000 cases. Menstrual Menstruation delayed, 13,900. Pain during menstruation, 13,900. Bleeding between periods, 12,000. Absence of period, 11,000. Multiple periods, 9,000. Excessive bleeding of the female reproductive system, four thousand six hundred and ninety-nine cases. Infrequent menstrual periods, three thousand four hundred and thirty seven. She goes, I'm looking at ruined lives grieved, Dr. Wolf. And they Pfizer, just note them calmly, one by one. It's a hard article to read. There is also a group in France called the Ost Est Mont Cycle, which translates, Where's my cycle? Doctor Wolf declared super strange things with Pfizer documents in which ten year old girls menstruating first being injected, and long postmenopausal women in their 80s and 90s bleeding again after being injected. It wasn't enough for Pfizer to watch women be ruined, asserted Dr. Wolf. Again, I keep saying this is a respiratory pathogen. Why are they so focused on sex? At one point, they mate vaccinated male rats and unvaccinated female rats. Then they kill them. Then they dissect and look at the cells of their sexual organs. Okay, they're very, very focused on mammalian sexuality. And you need to, don't need to be a rocket scientists to figure this out. I'm going to repeat that again. I didn't know they did this. I keep saying this is a respiratory pathogen. Why are they so focused on sex? At one point, they mated vaccinated male rats and unvaccinated female rats. Then they kill them. And they dissect and look at the cells of their sexual organs. Okay? So they're very, very focused on mammalian sexuality so now it's 2023 mourned dr wolf as those fertility problems have come to fruition many countries databases and countries around the world are showing there are millions of missing babies in europe they never got born they were double the number of miscarriages and spontaneous abortions in scotland and a 13 to 20 percent drop in live births around the world two to three times the number of spontaneous abortions and miscarriages in tel aviv as before and so on around the world and so now we know the mechanism it's not an attack on humanity. It's an attack on our future. I'm going to post this article. You need to watch it and read it and understand this woman's telling the truth. I have no idea why she's doing that because she was a hardcore liberal at one time, but maybe she's had an epiphany. Maybe she has a rebirth. Maybe she accepted Jesus, what I hope. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Crazy show today. I appreciate you. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. And remember, you keep your hearts and minds in Christ. And remember, it's not by power. It's by, by might. It's by my spirit, saith the Lord, and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Also, what do you think, buddy? Finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Yes, absolutely. There's no question about it. I mean, there's so strange things keep popping up in and out, and there's no reason to be fearful about them, but just continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis, continue to encourage one another. And by the way, I told you guys I was going to pull that up about Tico. What's interesting is Tico is actually owned it's a subsidiary of Amera Incorporated, which is a publicly traded Canadian multinational energy holding company based in Nova Scotia. This is, you find this interesting. So TECO is a subsidiary of Amera. So Amera Incorporated is not in the United States. It's in Nova Scotia. And the top shareholders of Amera are Vanguard International Stock Index, Vanguard Tax Managed Fund, Vanguard Equity Index, J.P. Morgan, and Schwab Strategic, and Fermi and Hermes international strategic so BlackRock's not in there vanguard's in there on three different accounts and also jp morgan's in there so i was close not spot on but i was real close and ironically enough now when you start reading this and you understand exactly what in the world's been going on and uh why in the world these guys end up doing exactly what they want and uh, essentially that's it it's extortion they know what they're doing and so it's you know sometimes it, it may be time to start following suit against this with tico however making that go anywhere that's I An mean, interesting day as far as court, <laughs> all that goes. Something I'm probably going to look into. Those I've talked to a lot of people. Everybody's starting to get very, very flustered with the nonsense that's been occurring. Also, to my friends, I've I told you before, keep keep your immune system strong, keep your body strong, keep your mind strong. They're definitely going to be trying to push something over the next couple of weeks. When you got the New York Times pushing this, telling everybody they need to have three shots all simultaneously together. I like Dad said. I I can't even fathom. What this is going to start doing to people's immune system. Even if, okay, just take a step back for it. Even if you're talking about all three of these shots were actually safe, they were actually done the best they could without adjuvants, they weren't RNA, they didn't have aluminum, they didn't have formaldehyde, they didn't have polysorbate 80, they didn't have all these adjuvants, right? And they were essentially just dead viruses you're pumping in your body, the, the concept of a vaccine. If, if, they're not, but if they were, do you understand how taxing that is on your immune system to suddenly have direct exposure injected into your muscle tissue of a covid virus a flu virus and an rsv virus simultaneously all at the same time remember this isn't naturally contracted organically you're not going in and have somebody sneezing and you catch covid and you get exposed to flu and you get into rsv you're injecting all three of these into you at the exact same time you can't not have a massive immune response from this. A bad one. Not to mention what starts happening with autoimmune disease and your body's starting to completely freak out because of what you just put inside of it. This is exactly what happens to children. The 6-month shot and the 12-month shot when they hit them with those 7 different injections. So again, my friends, stay strong. Stay healthy. Keep the truth out there. If you need anything, healthmasters.com Testo Plus Formula. Grab it on sale right now at Health Masters. Have a fantastic, safe night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.